Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner. Here's my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about the 53-man roster, how that shaped up. We got five uh, uh, waiver claims. We've got, uh, you know, some other, you know, practice squad stuff. Guys like Tony Jefferson. But most of all, we got hit with a surprise uh, a couple hours before we record this podcast. And that is the New York Giants cut Blake Martinez. Very surprising move, Justin. Um, just because really no one said it, saw it coming. Even though there will be blue checks who pretend that they did see it coming. Even though they never said that it was coming until one day ago when he had a uh, excused leave of absence. So there's there's a lot to unpack. And there is still some unknown because I guess there was some rifts within uh, the team. But uh, it it sucks that this happened now and instead of March. Or even happened at all. Yeah, yeah, even happened at all, happened in March, regardless, came out of left field, came out of left field, Bobby Skinner, what do we consider? So Leonard Williams, best player on the defense, right? Xavier McKinney, number two, Adoree Jackson, number three, and then a Blake Martinez coming off an ACL injury, we would still consider the fourth best player on the defense, question mark? Yeah, depending on how he looked, it, it would be like him or Dexter Lawrence or, or Aziz Ojolari, so... But anyways, let's let's get into it. This was a surprise because of when it happened. Like in March, when we were getting ready for free agency and stuff, did we kind of forecast it as Blake Martinez as a possible cut and fine with it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely fine with it. Um, because the Giants were in a bad cap situation. This is the first year of a rebuild, so that you know moves like that are gonna have to be made. Like similar to James Bradbury, like you you gotta you gotta swallow uh, the pill on that at times, but. We were excited because the Giants restructured his contract and Blake Martinez took a significant pay cut. Um, and this tweet from Duggan with the contract details from March said, had the Giants just cut Martinez, they would have saved eight and a half mil million dollars with five and a half million dollars in dead money. So they passed on $2.2 million in savings to have Martinez on the roster, which is abs- obviously understandable. 2022 is the final year of his contract, so n- no impact on the 2023 cap either way. So, it's just, you know, it's not the biggest L, but it is an L for Joe Shane because they didn't have the foresight that this was going to happen. They could have spent this $2 million, they could have spent $2 million less on Adore Jackson's $5 million restructure that they did around the draft, you know, because they've already had to restructure contracts, even though Joe Shane didn't want to, you know. Um, so it just sucks that they did this now. And we'll talk about reasons why and, and why some arguments aren't great reasons, but it's just, it all shows boils down to just bad foresight to not see that this should have just happened in March and save that extra $2 million. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And until we hear something, and if we ever hear anything about if there was something extra that was happening behind the scenes as to why it happened now and why it didn't happen in March, um, I'm going to go with that it is bad foresight by 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 Joe Shane and company. I well, mean, even, even if just, it is, you should have seen something coming. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, like, I, I, I don't even really care about was Wink Martindale hired before or after the restructure? He was hired before. I don't before. care about that. I don't he was care hired about before because it happened in March, you know? So yeah. it, it, Wink Martindale was hired before it. Um, so, like, kind of talk about some reasons that have been thrown at us. And, uh, you know, I've, I've considered all and I just don't agree with him. It's like, so people said he's not a scheme fit for Wink Martindale. Then again, why didn't you just cut him in March? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's been this propaganda uh, propaganda coming out that he's just been horrible at camp and camp has been bad for him. Well, one, the Giants' defense was causing havoc on the Giants' offense. And we were out there. Blake Martinez looked pretty good. They were taking it slow with him, you know, uh, the first couple weeks that we were there. You know, you know, they would give uh, Blake Martinez some series off, but he was in there working on 11-on-11s and they would sub Darren Beavers in. But Darren Beavers only got time with the first team when Blake Martinez went out, and then when there was practice where Blake Martinez was the full go, Darren Beavers didn't get any first-team reps. And he never subbed in for Tate Crowder. So it wasn't about, like, oh, they just like Darren Beavers more. And again, Darren Beavers tore his ACL. He's yeah, out for the season. Which, you if know? Darren Beavers is here with the preseason and the training camp that he's having, like, yeah, I, I would still want Blake Martinez around. But I'd be like, okay, like, let's, let's kind of roll with this and see what happens, I guess. But... Darian Beavers tore his ACL, you know, well, and, and and you sub him in for Tay Crowder, you know, like, yeah. like 
like Tay Crowder is not a good starting linebacker. You know, he's better when he's next to Blake Martinez, but as now he's the Mike linebacker, and that's we've seen Tay Crowder in that role, and it's not going to be better in Wink Martindale's scheme. It might be a little better, but he's not going to be good. And then like Micah McFadden, you guys know I'm excited about Micah McFadden. I liked him more than Darian Beavers. Uh, I thought he played better than Darian Beavers in the preseason. McFadden's not a Mike backer either. You yeah. know, he's he's a will. So there's just there there should have been foresight for this. This is a team that it's not about winning this year, and you know they're in a bad caps situation. You know, like they still might have to restructure some contracts this week. By the way, so they should have saved this two million dollars and just cut them in March and and planned planned accordingly. You know, so it's just every answer for it doesn't make sense. You know, and the idea that it was mutual. The only thing that I can think of that would make sense because Blake Martinez was out there. He was back. He was his old self, you know, being you know friendly with the fans. He was engaged. He didn't get the green dot, but that's just a safety thing for Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale gives the green dot to his safeties. Um, oh, Bobby, he wasn't voted captain. Yeah, that's fan fiction saying that it was because it wasn't because he was voted captain. Um, so you know, and that's on coaches. Like, hey, get your player. You know, t- you know, keeping a team together and keeping guys, you know, mentally right is is part of it. And Blake Martinez is a a good guy, a happy guy, a smart guy. You know, it's it's not like we're dealing with someone who's just a problem in the locker room. So, um, I just you know, it all comes down to they just should have done this in March. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like Blake Martinez wasn't so bad in camp that it changed. It's something drastically changed from March till now. No, he's also you know rehabbing from a torn ACL. Yeah, so people are like, well, maybe he didn't come back great from the rehab. It's like, well, what did you expect with the well, guy who from does a torn come ACL? At, who does come back awesome uh, less than twelve months after tearing their ACL? Like Dalvin Cook. Yeah. It's like yeah, and that and people are like, well, that's foresight. Like, hey, this guy's coming off of a torn ACL. You know, maybe he's not like that. That to me is like, well, no, duh. Like I wasn't expecting Blake Martinez to be the same, but he still is a much better linebacker than what they have yeah. in Tay Crowder and Micah McFadden and Austin Calitro. Um, so it's uh, I, I made the joke that Wink Martindale said to don't get your corners on DoorDash. What he meant was just get your whole defense on DoorDash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, you want to you want to hear our starting interior linebackers? Uh, right. At least as of right now, there still could be movement that happens around the roster. Right. There's still two weeks left to the season. Uh, Cam Brown, uh, Austin uh, Salitro, Carter Coughlin, Tay Crowder, Micah McFadden. Those are the five that we got on the roster right now. I. But my question to you is, what do you think is? Now this is total speculation. He did miss for a personal day. Mm-hmm. There is something more to the story here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is. So I, I, the beat reporters who are giving us propaganda, don't give us propaganda. Find out. Yeah, Find that's out. my that's my thing, man. Where you know, uh, right now, why I'm not like outraged. Like I was pretty mad after Logan Ryan because there that no, was this just isn't Logan Ryan because there was no 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 no, no this isn't it, 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 this is just foresight and timing is weird and bad Logan Ryan was just like I just flat out don't agree with this especially how thin the secondary is so I was a little bit more frustrated with Logan Ryan than I am a little frustrated with Blake Martinez but if there is something going on BTS behind the scenes find it out like don't give me this BS uh the quote that I saw from you know the ton of the check marks it, Blake Martinez just never seemed to be a fit with the new coaching staff oh yeah then you know I, at least I was there every day over the summer you're there every day in nobody the said that until Thursday nobody said it until they hurt somebody heard something behind the scenes and guess what then what is it Thursday what Thursday, is Thursday after he missed a personal day so figure out what that is and, and tell us because that's that's your job beat reporters that's why and you guys I'm, are different than us you guys and have then we shut up this now you know then, yeah. then we then we shut up about it. Yeah, fi- figure out what was so bad that they couldn't that Blake Martinez, you know that that they that they did this and why and why was there no foresight that this would possibly happen? Um, so you know, like like I I asked, I was like, well, he wasn't. Uh, there was some rumors he wasn't happy with what what his role was, but his role was the starting linebacker. Yeah, you know, you're playing every almost every snap. <laughs> yeah. So like he was the start like he was the number one linebacker on the death chart. So um it's interesting and it, it it's I've said it a few times already, but this should should have happened in March. This is the team that's rebuilding. It's not about winning this year, even though you don't want to put out a scrub roster, but it's not about winning this year. You could have saved two million dollars. You could have taken you could have made Adora Jackson's a three million dollar restructure instead of five million dollars. Um yeah. you know, like it was very foreseeable to see that Blake Martinez wasn't gonna be the same player coming off of 
the torn ACL. He was on an expiring deal. Wink Martindale knew he was going to give the green dot to his safeties. That's something we talked about when, you know, we talked about that with Ken McCusick uh, when he came on after we hired Mc- yeah. Wink Martindale in the beginning of February. That, hey, he's going to give the safety the green dot. That's something he started doing um, just because that guy's always going to be on the the starting the number one safety is always going to be on the field where there's going to be times where Wink's going to want to run four edge sets yes or four inside linebacker sets which means those guys will come off the field on occasion even if it is just a player too you want to have the safety doing the green dot and he just like he just likes having the safety see the have the green dot because the safety sees everything oh here we go theory jihad ward interior linebacker because he's slow i got another theory too but uh <laughs> give, give me your thoughts on that first i mean that's just like you're joking, right? Okay. All right. So bad theory. Theory number two. The Giants secondary is going to be so bad that now we want to try and entice teams to run the ball because running the ball is less efficient than throwing the ball. That's why that's, we cut Blake Martinez. That's not that's not the worst. That's not real life? Uh, or is that I'll, real life? No, no, that that's not real life, but it's Damn. not the worst. It's not the worst fan fiction I've ever heard. You know what? Um, let's in, let's entice Tennessee to throw the ball a little bit more. Let's do that. <laughs> it's really not the worst fan fiction I've ever heard. C-Mac, week two, uh, get out. So, again, I, I, I've i tried to figure, you know, you know us, like, we are never the outrage people. Um, we're always trying to find reasoning. It's just, what, every reason is like, okay, but why didn't this happen in March? Why couldn't you foresee this? Yes. Because it was everything that is mentioned is foreseeable. You know, and like, and people are like, well, his play dropped off. Well, yeah, he's coming off a torn ACL. Yeah, yeah, duh. Uh, very smart by Joe Shane, also having the press conference and then releasing yes. Blake Martinez. I think he did that with another thing. That is so, from our standpoint, that's like so annoying. But from his standpoint, it's the smartest thing ever to do mm. something like that. Thursday night, Friday, you know, tomorrow, everybody's gonna have their fantasy drafts. College football's back. Everybody's gonna forget about this by Monday. People and, aren't oh, even yeah, hear about the it. Daniel Jones, the fifth year option, like two years, two hours before the draft. I was like, thank you so much for doing this two hours before the draft. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to talk about it. It's an obvious decision. We don't need to talk about it. All right. Um, All right. So, so really, how drastically does this change the outlook of the defense? I think more so than people are giving it credit for because Tay Crowder's not an inside linebacker one. And now Mike McFadden's thrown into a starting role. And I would have felt a lot more comfortable if Michael McFadden was the starting inside linebacker too, next to Blake compared to Tay. So it's just, and Blake is a guy who makes makes everyone look better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like he obviously gets all the tackles and stuff, but he makes guys look better. He made Tay Crowder look better. Um, you know, he allows guys to play a little more loose and free because he knows where the ball's going. Like he's just a smart player and knows where to be at all times. Um, you know, and, and you don't just run in tackles aren't a great indicator of how good a player is, but you don't lead the league in tackles for five years in a row by being a bad player, you know, and he was a good player for the Giants Co- coming off a of torn ACL. I wasn't expecting anything great. He didn't look amazing in the preseason either, even though he did set some stuff up for Tay to make some plays. Um, but it, I mean, it does, I think, I think it impacts the defense more significantly than people will give it credit for because we you know how it is. Like when we cut James Bradbury, and it's like, well, Aaron Robinson, give him a shot. Young guys play, and everyone's down with it. And then you see Aaron Robinson play, and it's like, oh, yeah, this yep. is kind of brutal. So, I mean, that's what will happen. Who's the third interior linebacker? Calitro. Carter Coffin or Salitro? Calitro. Calitro. I say Salitro. It's Calitro. It could be. I've never heard it pronounced, but I, I, it looks like Salitro. I know you're thinking of Cilantro. Yeah, Cilantro. That's what I, it's what I want to call him every time I, every time um, I bring him up. I would assume Calitro because he's more of that Mike Backer where Carter Coughlin is essentially similar into the role that Michael McFadden is, where it's like he's got some pass rush ability, he can shoot some gaps, but some of the every down backer stuff can be. Some we were wondering for him. why Carter Coughlin remained on the team too. We were like, what is what? Why is Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin kind of hanging around? Supposedly Carter's like a big uh, specials guy, so but that's just what people tell us. But people just say special teams sometimes. People just say special teams when they know they're not really good at football. But no, Carter Coughlin, big Kyle Van Noy year. Remember we were giving him those comparisons last year? Yeah, Carter we're Coughlin's back. got talent. Like when I saw Carter Coughlin was still on the roster, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I think he's got some talent there. Don't give up on it. Put him at edge. Put him on the interior. Tell him get after the quarterback. Yeah, like covered, if McFadden uh, goes down, I want to see Carter Coughlin play. Covered uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Um, as yeah, Bobby's, that was a good play. Bobby's favorite tight end um, from this year's draft. Um, covered him. Um, flipped his hips pretty well in coverage. So, come on, man. Yeah, Let's fine. do it. I'm glad Coughlin's still on the roster. It's more so now. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, we got to still have a lot to talk about, but we're going to talk about SeatGeek first because today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get $20 off your tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. Uh, whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. Um, if you want to see, if you want to see the Giants play Blake Martinez and the Packers in London, use SeatGeek. Mm. SeatGeek rates every ticket from zero to ten to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code Giants for twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek. That's twenty dollars off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Make sure you click at the link in the description to download the app. Ooh, just uh, had an idea. Oh, Shane Zimenez, really bad as an edge rusher. Scheme fit. Scott Scott Speed. It's got some high IQ. Let's throw him on the interior. Contract year. Let's talk about these waiver claims and 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 end this fan fiction once and for all. Uh five five uh Tyre uh Tyre Phillips was was uh claimed and was the uh conceding was the um coinciding move with Blake Martinez. But I want to start with Jason Pinnock first. Sure. I did a film breakdown on him. I think he's the best player. Out of these five, he may not have the biggest impact because I think some of the corners may end up playing that we'll talk about. But I I, I like this one. He's six foot, two hundred five pounds. He, you know, he was a claim from the Jets. He was a fifth round pick in two thousand twenty one. Watching his film, I'll talk about what I saw from him on film. But what I'll say even more so, I was surprised they let him walk and kept Ashton Davis. You know, the third round pick that they got actually from the Leonard Williams trade. And Jets fans were surprised too. Yeah, I, I went and saw. I was like, "Wow, Jets fan!" Like, I watched the film. And I was like, "Ashton Davis is really bad in the run game. Like, he takes bad run angles, and he doesn't do much. He didn't he, like he didn't do better than Pinnock in the secondary. But Sinock, Pinnock only uh, started a couple games, played like a quarter of the snaps. He's a really good athlete with like a good straight line speed, bursts, and change of direction. Uh, he was a convert from cornerback at Pitt, um, but that doesn't mean he's going to play corner and he's, he's not great in man unless he could just really jam a guy up like I, in my breakdown i went through some man coverage reps that weren't great reps but he can get his hands on guys and jam up on those f- times where they line him up, up on uh, on a tight end or something in the nickel um i thought he did a fairly good job playing his role as a deep safety because that's what he played he played 60% deep 20% nickel 20% in the box like i th- i thought he did a, a fairly good job um like for the most part, it was disciplined, but there was some times where he kind of, uh, you know, uh, in a sense, played stuff a little too safe. Where it's like you got to read that and go, you know. Like he wasn't the safety, which these safeties suck the most, honestly. When they're like, I see something, I'm flying and trying to break, cut that off, and it's like, well, you just let a post go for a touchdown. Yeah. Um. So he doesn't do that, but there was a time where it's like, okay, you need to ID that and get to center field from there, you know. But he does have that speed to play from center field, and there was even one where it's like he had, he did a bad job IDing, but he came and laid a hit, and the guy ended up dropping the ball because of the yeah, hit against the Jags. Yeah, um, you know, but wide receivers did like use his leverage and hips against him at times, and he had some box reps, and I thought he looked good when he was in the box. Like there was very limited reps, but like he had a couple read option tackles on Trevor Lawrence in the in the red zone, uh, force a fumble on one. Uh, he had a force fumble on Cole Beasley on a third and ten on a, on an out route catch that went eight yards. He he popped the ball out there. Like he does like he does punch at the ball, which I like. So I think he's the best claim. Uh, but at the end, of the, he's a backup for this year behind. McKinney and Love and, and probably Belton too, uh, all things considered. Yeah, I, I'd agree that he's the the best waiver claim. I think the most necessary at the safety position too, because Andrew Adams was cut last week, and I think both Trenton Thompson and Yusuf Corker were cut. Yeah, like they only had three safeties on the on the fifty three man. And um, Belton's hurt still. Yeah, be, but Belton, I think Belton could be back for Week One. The way could things be back. are, he was are back trending. out there practicing. Yeah. Um. But they put Thompson on the practice squad, which makes sense. No one's going to claim Thompson. And they, they just didn't like Corker. Corker actually went to the Bengals practice squad. Oh. Sorry, Yusuf um, Corker. Good luck. So, uh, yeah, I, I I like this one. You know, I did the film breakdown on him. It was, you know, there wasn't a lot of plays to go through of him. Only two starts. But I, there was there was some good stuff on there. And there's a reason why Jets fans were upset um, that they lost this guy for 
uh ashton davis you know and 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 the beat reporters kind of felt the same i was talking with zach and he's like yeah none of us really understand this yeah well i I like the deep safety experience um rather than just a safety that can maybe play the box or you know a strong those guys are a lot easier to find yeah uh but a guy that plays not just uh Safety, but deep safety and single high safety. He had some of yep. those. He had some of those reps too. He had set some reps in your in your film breakdown where he was splitting too high with another safety, sharing half field responsibilities. But had some plays where the entire back end of the field was his, and you got to protect it. So if we can have a guy that can step in at times, hopefully only when necessary. Um, if Dane Belton can't handle that, or if he struggles right away, Pinnock can come in, take care of it. Not a lot of big plays because I mean, really, that is the number one priority for this defense this year. Uh, similar to last year, similar to 2020. Do not allow big explosive plays. Even if drives sustain themselves, you're playing some bad teams. You're playing some bad quarterbacks. Hopefully drives are just going to be able to stall out, allow field goals, don't allow touchdowns, and you'll be able to keep the team in the game. And really, I think that's the number one priority for this defense this year. Do not get killed by the 20-plus yard pass play that just flips the game script and does not help defenses. Yeah, so he's he's got a good athletic profile. He's got a little bit of playing time, and he's new to the safety position too. You know, I, yeah. like I mentioned that in in the breakdown, like he's Jerome new Anderson. to the position. You know, so it was good to see, it, but it was good to see like, hey, you know, there were some plays I point out where like he should have done this, but this is a guy who's new to the safety position, and he wasn't like a disaster as far as just like playing the safety position, not talking about like athletic skill set and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, um, so this was that was definitely my favorite waiver claim of of the five for the Giants. Other ones. We'll go to Tyre Phillips next. Uh, Tyre or Tyree? Well, someone I should have looked that up before. Forgive me. I'm guessing six it's foot, Tyree. Six foot five, three hundred forty-five pounds, twenty-five years old. He was a third-round pick out of 2020. So now we both we own the Ravens' 2020 third and fourth-round O-line picks and and Tyree Phillips and Ben Bredesen. We won the Ben Bredesen trade. Just some uh, stats on him, pass blocking wise, in 2020, where he uh, started eight games, he gave six sacks, 16 pressures, one QB hit allowed. 2021, he played, uh, started five games, one sack, 17 pressures, and three QB hits allowed. He had some injury issues. He was going to start at guard this year, and then got injured, and then was playing tackle. I mean, the Ravens O line was just banged up. Um, he's got some issues to work for, but he's got like the frame, the athleticism to be a good player, but. He, He's got some fundamental issues in both his hands and feet that he really needs to work for. Um, you know, uh, like his feet get way too skinny and there's crossover and stuff. Like he opens his hips. He doesn't punch, which leads to bull rushes or a soft shoulder. Um, in the run game, he has false steps, steps with like bad hand and ha- uh, helmet placement. Um, but, you know, he seems pretty strong overall and athleticism is decent. Um, and again, the Giants need... <laughs> backup offensive lineman right now um my question to you though because he has that tackle experience do you put him as the swing tackle uh right now because we don't you know Devery Hamilton might be starting at left guard week one you have to uh there's there's no other choice and what you know what I was thinking about is oh well why didn't the Giants try and get somebody with a little bit more not just tackle experience but just get someone who's better suited for tackle because I think um you know, Phillips is better suited for guard right now. The issue is there's no one there. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Football teams are holding on to good offensive linemen. <laughs> you know, um, it's not like the Bucks wide receiver corps where, you know, they have so many where they have to cut Tyler Johnson. That's not how offensive linemen really work in, in the NFL today. So uh, Phillips has to be the swing tackle at this point, right? Because Devery Hamilton just did not look good against some of the Jets backups. Um, we, we, we got no other choice. Yeah, I I think I think he is, which is again not a good situation, but it's kind of what the situation, the issues the Giants are is. in right yeah. now. You know, it's again we've talked about rebuilding. This team is, is stripped down for parts. I've seen a lot of people say, well, at guard he'll be awesome. Well, at, he was pretty bad at guard at, as a rookie. You know, he started eight games. I think three were at tackle, five were at guard, but he gave up pressures, sacks. You know, in eight games he gave up six sacks, sixteen pressures. That's those are those are worse than like Shane Lemieux numbers. And if one of the guards goes down, let's just assume that Devery Hamilton is the starting guard right now. I think both Bredesen and Azudu would go in over Phillips. Um, thinking about it. Oh, Azudu, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Azudu and Bredesen would be a question. Bredesen, possibly. Okay. Yeah, because Bredesen wasn't good when he played last year. I know he had a good preseason game, but um. 
you know, they and they did play this guy over Bredesen and moved on from Bredesen with this guy still on the roster True. last year. Good point. Um, so right now, I would think he's a swing tackle, which is not the best for his development of his NFL career, but it's just a need. You know, the Giants, yes. they, if Andrew Thomas or Evan Neal goes down, you have to put someone out there. But maybe they just do it with Josh Azudo, even though I've tried to reject that idea <laughs> no. all offseason. Azudo healthy, like, good, good, going week one. I think it's trending that way, but I don't know if he's yeah. going to start. Everyone's well, like, going to be healthy week one. Everyone. Um, Besides Tony's Lamar. going to be healthy. He looked good out yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. What, did, did he did he say anything fun to the media today? Because I was very surprised that the Giants were the one to put out his press conference. No. it's he needs you got to put him behind a podium. That's when he starts having fun. Yeah. The in-the-locker-room stuff is... Uh, I'm actually dreading the beat reporters being in the locker room. Um, because that means that we're just going off of quotes of tweets true you know and we see it all the time how stuff is taken out of context all the time yep you know and then it's like so the only video we'll get is like they'll be sending the giants crew like you know paul Dettino, uh smilk with the camera crew over there and and obviously those guys aren't going to ask the toughest questions Mm, true um so it uh I think player interviews are going to suck this year from from our point of view. I'm glad they're back in the locker room, though. Like it's that's that's cool. I'm glad they're if back if they can in the give us room. some information. I, yeah. it's awesome that they're back in the locker room, but don't carry water for the organization. Mm. Okay, don't tell us that things were mutual and you know uh, this was seen from far along. But t- tell us what happened. Okay, I True. hate that crap more than anything. True. Um, waiver other waiver claims. Uh, we'll go Nick McLeod, six foot, one hundred ninety three pounds, thirty one and three inch. His arms ran a four three seven forty. Uh, Notre Dame guy he was a UDFA uh, by the Bills and was claimed by the Bengals last year after cutdowns and then rejoined the Bills and was with them during this training camp. Um, I talked with Anthony at Cover One and I watched him a little bit from the preseason as much as you could from cornerback broadcast film. He's just a long and very athletic guy, so there's there is traits there to work for him, you know. And, and Anthony thought there was a, a chance that he made the made the Bills roster, which makes me feel better about him being on ours. Um, you know, he's an outside corner, but he did get some safety reps at Bills camp. But he's an, he's an outside corner at the end of the day. Um, wouldn't category categorize him as man or zone. Uh, one of his issues, though, in zone is that he gives up too much cushion in zone, which can allow some easy short passes. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He's a guy that's not going to get like you just totally burnt all day because of what he plays in zone. Um, and then man, he's good in uh, like as you know playing in trail and 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 man and uh, and pressing uh, can be get beat off the release, but uh, like his ball skills aren't great. So um, I I got like you know there's another corner we're going to pl- uh, talk about with Justin Lane. Uh, Nick McLeod, I think, is the better one. He's got uh, better traits besides Justin Lane has long uh, size and better size and arms. Um, but this is a guy who I think there's a good chance if Aaron Robinson or Dory Jackson goes down, it's going to be starting cornerback for the New York Giants. Yeah, yeah, Nick McLeod. Um, if Anthony from Cover One says that he's all right, decent, not dog shit, I'll, I'll, I'll trust him and I'll be not excited, but. Ready for Nick McLeod to go in there when Adoree Jackson gets hurt. Yeah, we knew this was happening with uh, corners with the waiver wires. Like, there was no way they were going to have Zion Gilbert and no. and Khalil Dorsey as like their backup corners after Cordell Flott. No, you know, and I think they I think they want Cordell Flott to play in the slot. I really think that's what they want out of him. Yeah. Um, I don't think they love Darnay Holmes. So I, I think that's the role for him. So they're looking for guys that are outside. And I guess we could just talk about Justin Lane and grouping in one. He's six yeah. foot two, 33 inch arms, long guy. Um, was a third, a third round pick from the Steelers in 2019, but just never got, never got playing time really. Um, became like a special team gunner for them. Like he, so he was, but he just never developed a corner. I, I watched a little bit of him and I was talking with our friend Michael Beck from uh, Steelers Nation. Um, but throughout his career, he only played 145 snaps in three years. And when he got those snaps, he was targeted 16 times, gave up 13 cl- completions and 164 yards. Um, I think the playing style is similar to Aaron Robinson, even though he's a little bigger and longer, where he's press and jam and bump and run guy, but he just loses the release after all that, and he gives up a lot of separation. You know, So um, Wink Martindale has his types. This guy fits that type with the, you know, the 33-inch arms, good size, um, has a good, you know, 37-inch vertical he had at the combine. Um, 
but uh, I I don't if this guy plays corner he's going to give you issues but he he is a man corner he just like Ann Robinson will lose the release uh, pretty badly at times there you go if Justin Lane misses Pittsburgh if he misses the city if he misses the stadium not called Heinz Field anymore will always be called Heinz Field to me if he misses it I got a perfect gift for him and I have a perfect gift for anybody in my life with stadium map art that's right new sponsor Stadium Map Art pushes laser engraving to the limit, creating detailed wooden 3D stadiums, coasters, maps, and magnets. Checked out the website today and kind of in love with it, and I recommend that you check it out too. I mean, just such detailed. So what I'm most interested in is like the maps. So there's maps of like New Jersey, um, New Jersey, and New York with like all of the different stadiums that's in like the tri-state area. So very, very cool. There's over 150 stadiums to choose from and counting. They're great for living rooms, fan caves, and sports bars anywhere. Looks great even when not in use and is sure to be a conversation piece around any table. Hey, where'd you get that wooden MetLife Stadium? I got it from Stadium Map Art. Very cool. That's how that conversation would go. Now they can imagine themselves at the stadium of their favorite team while enjoying a drink at home. A lot of uh, international listeners, I think this would even be good for you. Over 10,000 coasters shipped so far. Are you the worst gift ever? Find the perfect gift for the sports fan in your life. 3D stadium coasters, maps, and magnets handcrafted and laser engraved in the USA by Stadium Map Art. Find your team's stadium at stadiummapart.com and use Giants15, that's Giants15, to get $15 off your next order over $50. I was just reading a story put out by someone to see if it has any... Any reasoning on why the word mutual was used in... Um, and I'm guessing that someone is not someone who you want to say his name. No, it's Jordan, and there's oh, no... Jordan. Every, it oh. just says mutual, but no one says it, and you know... And, but what does that mean? And he said that, you know, he left the locker room rather quickly when reporters entered, but Leonard, I guess... But I don't think Pat Leonard would lie about this, said like, hey, welcome back, welcome back, you know, like, you know, who messed up my... You know, um, so I don't... Who messed up my locker? Like he was joking. Like, you know what I why mean? Why they have like, to give it to just why is who's Justin Lane? Who's Tyree? Who's Tyre Phillips? Tyree Everyone Phillips? is saying it never seemed like a fit. And I just don't like wh- why did no one say this before yesterday? But it's- seriously, guys, why does Tyree Phillips have my locker? Am I cut? No, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Not really. I, I just, that's, you know, that's the thing I hate the most about reporting is the after the fact, like, oh yeah, it was just never, it's like, so this coming. it's like, just, just say it should have happened in March. Yes. It's it like, no have one, it's like, it's like, if you had been saying this two weeks ago, say it, but no one said it. You know, we, we watched Blake, like the first day of camp, I was watching Blake Martinez. I was like, he looks good. He looks fast. You know, they weren't in pads that day, but it's like, he looks like he's moving well. He's moving around well out there. And you know. the second, I think it was... How bad of, was Blake Martinez in coverage that the Giants couldn't complete a pass in, uh, for half the days in camp? One of the practices where Brian Dable is talking about load management for Blake Martinez and he'll be back when he's back, ba ba ba. The next day, he's back at practice. like and, he, and he's back at practice like in pads with the team. Not getting 100% of the first team reps, but... He was out there, and I'm like, oh, Brian Dable literally just talked about this, saying we'll see when he's out there, and then the next day he's out there. So, And this was early, like the first, second week of camp when yeah. we were there. So, um, last waiver claim, I believe. Yeah, Jack Anderson, six foot five, 315-pound offensive lineman. He was a Bills seventh-rounder last year out of Texas Tech. Um, he was cut uh, in a, uh, 53-man cutdowns last year, and the Eagles claimed him, started one game for them. Um, center guard flexibility. Like, in the preseason, they literally put him at left guard, center, and right guard. Um, now, he gave up a lot of pressures, and he looked bad in the preseason, and obviously the Eagles ended up cutting him. Um, but he did start one game for the Eagles last year, and he didn't look half bad. Like, there's some there's some good reps out there, especially in the run game. Um, you know, like, he gets – he's not the most athletic guy, but he gets out there and moves in the run game, and he packs a punch. You know, there's, like, there's some fun reps. Like, he plays with some toughness and a chip – uh, on his shoulder, I, I would expect him to be like center depth. I don't. Would you I call him a dirtbag? 
Yeah, yes, I, I actually would. I would call Jack Anderson a dirtbag. I think his role for the Giants should, I think they should, they should let him focus at center. Cause I don't think he's ever going to be the greatest pass protector to play at guard. Um, you know, like he gave up, I think seven pressures and three preseason games for a guard. Like that's bad. Like that's yeah, really bad. Not good. Um, you know, and he just, he, to me, he had like a soft shoulder. Like he just allowed guys to get upfield and you can't do that at guard. You, you ruin a pocket. You, you let them do easy. You know, you make stunts the easiest thing in the world when you do that. You screw your tackle. So he had that. But um, at the end of the day, I think this guy should be trying to work at center. But he's fun to watch. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He packs a punch. Like, I wish we could have had him for the preseason. Great. Great. And, like, no, that would have been nice. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. And just let him work at center instead of doing Jameel Douglas. And this guy plays center today. And this guy plays center today. McGinn? Um, who was who the, the tackle that played Garrett center? Garrett McGinn. Garrett McGinn, yeah. Will, Will, Holden, Will Holden, uh, you know, played center. I mean, it was pretty they had brutal. Tackles. They had tackles playing center. Um. You know, so I, but I, I wouldn't expect this guy to play this year. Like I would expect him behind the depth chart on behind Lemieux. And I, I think they would even, even though I might have more hope for Jack Anderson long term, I think they would pit Tyree Phillips ahead of him initially. I agree with that. I mean, Tyree Phillips just has more game experience, more yeah. NFL experience, drafted higher, for, you know, whole four rounds higher. So more athletic, and that's what they value in this in this scheme is athleticism with their offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, yeah. But you know what? All it takes is a couple things happening. Shane Lemieux on IR. Feliciano goes down, and you don't trust any of these guys at center. Jack Anderson could be thrown in there. You know, we saw we saw crazier stuff happen last year. So yeah. Uh, you know, we're not going to put Tyree Phillips at center. All right, that's it for the waiver claims. Like, we went through that quicker than I thought. Um, Found a wanna... solution for swing tackle. Negates. He was a good swing tackle in 2019. <laughs> like he was like there was like okay, he just had the best game out of all the offensive linemen in this game. I want somebody to make a list of all the outrageous claims that I've made this episode. So Nick Gates swing tackle, O'Shane Zimenez and Jihad Ward interior linebacker number 1, Tyree Phillips you, stole Blake Martinez's locker. Make a list of all the outrageous jokes and claims I've made on this episode. Do you want to talk about Tony Jefferson and Wyatt Davis for the practice squad first or like talk about Quincy Roche and stuff? I want to talk about I seriously want to talk about this. I want to talk about Davis Webb is an idiot. He is a full-blown idiot. I swore on my life that he would make this 53-man roster. Because Duggan told us he would. Yes, and I do not trust Tony Award-winning beat reporter, journalist, Dan I Duggan I still don't think that's over yet, though. I would, I would wait until week one kicks off. Because there's, I think there's still a chance he ends up back on the active roster. He, yeah, I mean Carter Coughlin, goodbye. Well, no, they only have four interior linebackers. What am I talking about? But I'm saying, like, I, I would hold off on that because I think there's, I would wait until week one to make that claim because I think there's a chance that he ends up on the active roster by then. He had the Bills QB coach locked up, offered to him. It is yours if you want it. You're the quarterback coach for Josh Allen, and then you have the fast track to being an offensive coordinator. And if you have the fast track to being an offense coordinator who was the play, who was helping out Josh Allen, then you also have the fast track to low-key becoming a head coach. And what is he, 27, 28 years old? And then you're like the next McVay. Like, now, at least as of right now, like you said, it may not be over. He's back on the practice squad with another team. It is mind-boggling to me. I do think you underestimate how much these guys want to continue throwing a football. I know, but... It- all right, so idiot's a strong word, and I apologize for that. Also, but, I'm yeah. glad the Giants are doing that. I don't want yes, to keep three QBs on the roster. I don't want roster. three QBs on the roster, but I figured that Davis Webb, just for money purposes, because it makes sense to – you get more money being on an active roster than a practice squad. So, I don't know. All right, so that's my throwaway thing that I want to talk about. Well, let's do the other practice squad stuff. Tony Jefferson signed to the practice squad. I, he's going to be a part of the active roster at some point, whether it's the first two games or call-ups to avoid some of the guaranteed money for the cap space. Um, but he's he's a part of this roster. Um, um, he's not like a deep safety anymore. He's he's you know I was talking with Ken McCusick of Film Study Ravens, and he's Dion Grant. A, he's he's a dime. He's like a dime back. 
you know, when you want to run, uh, you know, a dime package, you put you put Tony Jefferson out there and you play him in the box. I mean, that's where he's played the last couple of years, anyways. Is in the box. He doesn't play Deon deep. Grant. He doesn't play deep anymore. Um, you know, uh, on on obvious passing down situations too. You could even like Ken McCuse is like you could replace him, replace the Mike linebacker on, on passing down situations with Tony Jefferson. Um, and he said uh, he probably would have been the Ravens special team captain had he come back. Um, so Tony Jefferson's a part of this roster. Like I know it's the practice squad, but he's a part of this roster. Uh, and he could be like, I, I can see a, a, a path to him being like the third safety, even if all guys are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. He has you a know? different skill set than Dane Belton. Um, certainly has a different, uh, skill set than Pinnock too. So like I said, Dion Grant smart knows wink martindale scheme like he seems like a great a great dude too from what everybody's told me that uh works around the ravens um uh, ken mccusick i'm not talking to a bunch of ravens people but ken, ken, ken McCusick. McCusick, like he's, he's a great guy um you know and, and he play could play that box role you know so tony jefferson is is going to be on this team and a part of it even though he's 30 years old and you know this year is about not about winning and playing the future tony jefferson is going to be on the team and he's going to get reps um and i think he's going to get reps as the third safety at times maybe not all the third safety reps they'll you know work dane belton in but tony jefferson uh week one week two is going to get reps on the defense cool let's do the it. other the other practice squad quincy roche we'll talk about too but that's that's like not even like that's more of like being cut from the active roster Wyatt Davis, the third round pick from the Vikings. Just you loved him. We never <laughs> talk more badly, or at least maybe me, about a player in the draft than Wyatt Davis. Now, part of it was because he was people were saying he was a high second round pick, and I was like, this guy is a fourth round pick at best. At best, ended up getting cut. He is a he's strong as an ox, you know. So you watch his Ohio State, you know, stuff, and there's some highlight plays in there. But I had never seen a guy that was touted like he was be so sloppy with his technique. Like, it was miserably bad. Like, everything was bad about it. His game needs total reworking. That being said, that's what the practice squad's for. Like, let this guy who's got some pedigree work on his game. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy in the NFL, but this is a good flyer. You know, similar to uh, Isaiah Wilson. You know, where did Isaiah Wilson pan out? No, but it was it was... A very fine and a good thing for the Giants to bring him to the practice squad last year. Like there's 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 no there's no downside to it. Yeah, it was a it was a good thing that every week we would get questions of: Is Isaiah Wilson going to be activated? Is he going to start at right tackle this week? Um, so uh, if one of our guards gets hurt, it'll be hey, can Wyatt Davis start this week? Even though he's probably not very good. And uh, listen, uh, like he has good ability. Like he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he is strong as hell, and he can fold guys. Um, you know that was the most positive thing I had about him in the draft is he is able to fold guys, but his just footwork is sloppy. He doesn't work like he's you know he's I I questioned his work ethic because of some how bad some of his stuff was like stunts and stuff. And then you heard he came into Vikings camp overweight last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then obviously the new staff like he never he didn't play a single snap on offense for them last year, and then the new staff came in and, and parted ways with him. Um. So, but glad he's on the practice squad. Let's talk about Quincy Roche. Maybe even saving the best for last. But before we talk about Quincy Roche, we're going to talk about DraftKings. The Ooh, wait is almost wait over. It. A no football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week One action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just five dollars on any football game and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. I wouldn't do that for the Giants, though, because our defense is so bad. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility are strict supply. See show notes for details. I have a question for you. Go for it. Is we it got a serious time. question? It's a, ser- it's a serious question. Um, it's an NFL question. We, we got time. We're going to talk about Quincy Roche. Do you have a Super Bowl pick yet? Yeah. Should I say it? 
I, I have mine. Yeah, let's 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 say let's say it together on three. One, two, three, Ravens. Chiefs. Ooh. Nice. I the Chiefs have gotten in a sense almost underrated, and I thought they had a uh, besides losing Tyreek Hill, they had a great offseason. Love it. Yeah, their draft class was awesome. Okay, Quincy Roche. So the Giants cut Quincy Roche. Made it to the practice squad, which at first I was very surprised that he went to the practice squad because I was like, why would he like like I know he didn't get claimed by 31 other teams, but it's like, you know, other practice squads are out there available. Bizarre. You, you think he would go there where he values where another where team. they like, value where, him. Where he, like he was not valued over uh, over scrubs by this team. But I think at the same point, Quincy Roche has been a part of this team. Kayvon and Aziz are out, and he knows that those other guys are scrubs. So he's like, you know what? This is, uh, you know, bite the bullet. This is my best chance uh, of, of playing eventually, you know, because he didn't, he didn't get claimed. Um, and, but, so I'm glad he's on the practice squad, but just cutting him over O'Shane Zimenez, Ellison Smith, who's on IR, Jihad Ward, Timon Fox, even. What? Like, to that's me. the thing that I can't believe. Like, forget we were having an O'Shane versus Quincy Roche conversation because that's what we thought it would boil down to. I didn't think it would boil down to Quincy Roche versus De- Timon Fox, who I like as a UDFA. Yeah, I like Timon Fox. But c- come on. But I am going to boil it down to Quincy Ro- or O'Shane Zimenez, though, because at least Timon Fox is a rookie. Yeah. If I would have tweeted two months ago that... I think O'Shane Zimenez should make the team and Quincy Roche won it. Everyone would have called me a moron. They wouldn't have just been like, oh, I disagree. They would have been like, that is a moronic take. He's younger and he outperformed and not only just like outperformed in stats and stuff, which he did. You know, uh, O'Shane Zimenez hasn't had a sack since 2019. Not only did it outperform Jihad Ward, uh, who was in his sixth season and never has done anything better than Quincy Roche has. Not only is O'Shane Zimenez and Ellison Smith Dog shit run defenders. Can't set an edge. Issues. Like, when everyone was, you know, going crazy over Evan Neal driving that guy 15 yards back in the fan fest, my thing was like, why is Ellerson Smith playing with the first team? He can't defend the run. You have to be able to defend the run on the edge. And Quincy Roche could do that. And guess what? Jihad Ward is a net negative as a pass rusher. Quincy Roche is not. And again, I hate the, well, you're acting like this guy's Lawrence Taylor. Uh, 31 other teams didn't claim him. All I'm simply fucking saying Ooh. is that Quincy Roche is without a doubt better than O'Shane Zimenez and younger and younger. That's all it means. It's the same argument Jets fans are making. Like, why did we, you know, when we're talking about like, ooh, Jets fans are mad about, you know, Jason Pinnock being moved. It's the same thing. But guess what? Quincy Roche has proved more in his NFL career more than Jason Pinnock. It's, it's. I'm hoping because he's on the practice squad. I'm hoping at some point, like, finally they accept it. But every argument is what what scheme? Because be like, well, O'Shane Zimmerman is a better scheme fit. What scheme values a guy who has less pass rush production and is a dog shit run defender? Tell me what scheme that is, please. Because if that's the scheme, I want to fire Wink Martindale. If that's the scheme, yeah. So what, I think what it comes down to is this is a new regime. And they have prior beliefs on some of these guys from what they did in the draft. And they probably had a higher uh, higher viewpoint of Jimenez than they did Quincy Roche. Yeah. I really think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Wake I think Martindale, it's as simple as that. Wake Martindale starts off And his... Drew Wilkins said it in a press conference. Like, he loved him in the draft. Yeah. There was a behind-the-scenes uh, clip, you know, you know where, Wink, where uh, I think it was Wink Martindale said, like, look, look, at over, look at the skyline. This is our city. Let's do, you know, let's win some fucking games, blah, blah, blah. You know, he said something like that. You know, in that same behind-the-scenes clip that everybody loved, uh, people were also giving praise that Wink Martindale said, uh, you know, our de- our identity's got to be stop- you know, st- uh, stopping the run, right? That's That's got to be part of our identity this year, right? And lo and behold, like, I don't even think this is... Yeah, it's our opinion, but O'Shane Zimenez is bad against the run, and Quincy Roche is not. Yeah, it's simple. And everyone agreed with us until it's... This is the most annoying thing, and I know we should. I hate to do like the argue against Twitter on a podcast because it's this isn't that's not what this is about, and that's I'd never want to make our show that. But it's just it's the honeymoon phase where they can't do anything wrong, you know. Like people will be mad that we said that the Giants should have cut Blake Martinez and saved two million dollars, which is just like those are facts. You can't argue with that, you know. Even like again, we're not making the biggest deal in the world about it, but 
they should have better foresight. That's a fact. Um, so Quincy Roche is a flat-out better player than all the, all the other guys besides Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, who, by the way, are injured. So well, guess what? We're going to need some of these guys on the roster to play week one. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, O'Shane Zimenez making some run stops against People uh, Derek People are Henry. in love with Jihad Ward's leadership now. You know, he, he's going to be Kareem Martin for the New York Giants. I'm serious. That's what he's going to be. Yeah. That's what his career what? has been. That's what I think Kareem Martin might have had a, a, a more higher sack year. Let's look it up on Pro Football Reference. Oh, I'm banging my knee against my desk, getting excited. I get to go on Pro Football Reference. Jihad Ward's a net negative as a pass rusher. Let's see. What Do you know on the top of your head um, Jihad Ward's best sack season? I think three and a half, maybe. Um, nope, lied. Kareem Martin. Uh, Jihad Ward a, or Kareem Martin? Kareem Martin has a best one and a half sack season. Oh, okay. But again, the Quincy Roche outperformed these guys, and not just and not just by like stats, but like the eye test too. Like he was clearly better than these guys. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm glad he's on the practice squad, and I like Quincy man, and uh, I hope he proves him wrong. He's not Lawrence Taylor. You know that shouldn't be the bar wow. for wanting a guy on the roster over a bad player. Hater. O'Shane Zimenez sucks. It's it's something you guys all believe in and agree with deep down in your heart. Deep down in your heart. I also know deep down in my heart we're going to beat Tennessee. And that's that. All right, anything else? I thought this was going to be a longer episode than it was. Um, no. But, it, it, you know, we were uh, short and concise. We appreciate you guys. So, I right, we'll be back on Tuesday with the mailbag pod. Uh, the tweet is already out if you want to go and ask a question. I put it out so we can maybe do that a little earlier because I have my fancy football draft that night. Um, holiday weekend yeah Labor Day weekend enjoy some college football we appreciate you guys this is your last weekend without the New York Giants so savor it enjoy it spend some time with the family because guess what you're getting ready to neglect them those family and put a smile on your face because Giants depression is coming right around the corner we appreciate you guys we'll see you on Tuesday enjoy your weekend until then let's go big blue